Next thing you know, I got a, a tenant buyer and a $4,000 option payment. I'm like, wow, I've never had a, you know, a check this big from this one thing before. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Every once in a while, there comes a service that revolutionizes an industry. And I am proud to say that our best ever sponsor, Cozy, is that service for landlords and tenants. Cozy simplifies the rental process for everyone. Simply put, Cozy makes it easy to collect rent online, to screen tenants, to order credit reports, to do all the things that you are currently doing manually, but to automate it so that you can focus on more important things like growing your portfolio this year. The best part is that Cozy is completely free. It's free. There aren't any minimums, there aren't any transaction fees or monthly payments. No other service on the planet offers this to you for free. And one of the things that I love about Cozy is that Cozy automatically collects and transfers the rent so that every month you don't have to worry about forgetful tenants forgetting to pay you the rent. You can actually receive that rent automatically in your bank account, no questions asked. So you can say goodbye to paper checks, late payments, and all those lame excuses. And here's your chance to simplify your life and make more money. Join me and sign up for Cozy at Cozy.co. That's C-O-Z-Y dot C-O. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, David Corbley. Hi, David. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Going well. Thanks for being on the show. Excited to have you. David is joining us from Seattle, Washington. He is the founder of The Marketing Commando, which is based in Seattle. He started investing in 2002 and has done over 200 transactions since then. His real specialty is online marketing and finding motivated sellers. So we're going to talk to him about that. And interestingly about him from a non-real estate standpoint, although I know that this definitely ties into who you are, how you approach things from a real estate standpoint. He has some elite military experience. I'll let David talk to you about that. So with that being said, David, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, what you're focused on now, and that interesting fact? I sure can, Joe. And uh, again, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I actually left high school and went straight into the military. And while I was in the military and I was in Germany and I wanted to be a pilot, I wanted to be a helicopter pilot. I see the helicopters flying by and I'm like, gosh, I just want to do that so badly. And I applied to the flight training program. I went through all the prerequisites. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't do the class one flight physical as one of the first things. They did it as one of the last things. And my vision wasn't perfect. Obviously, we knew that when I joined the military, but um, they do it again. This was a couple of years later and my vision wasn't perfect. So I couldn't go to flight school. Bummer. I ended up coming back to the States after about three and a half years in Germany at the gym one day. And I saw this picture on the wall. I was in the infantry at the time and I saw these guys. Uh, they were in this, you know, black rubber type boat and they had all these weapons and it was just, I'm like, whoa, this looks pretty cool. And, and it was actually a recruiting poster. So I called the number on that poster guy I spoke with was just very, I might say aloof. I mean, I was just like, gosh, I'm trying to get something done here. And this guy's kind of almost blowing me off. And anyway, one thing led to another, I ended up uh, going through the selection process for special forces and getting accepted. And then I went,
went through about two years of training and popped out the other side as an Army Green Beret and spent the rest of my military career as an Army Green Beret. You're right about that. That that created the core of how I do things now. Before then, I was just a, a goofy, renegade teenager. I think like a lot of you know younger people are, they just don't really have a, a way or a path. And that made me who I am today because it taught me a different way of thinking and a different way of living. So what it did teach me was how to be unconventional. And in special ops, you know, as a Green Beret, that's one of the key things that we do is learn how to be unconventional. And I could talk about unconventional warfare and all that stuff, but that's not the topic. So you learn how to be unconventional, think differently about situations and learn how to overcome any type of objective using methods that aren't traditional. So that gave me the, the basically the core, the roots for how I do things now. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. About the 10-year mark, I saw my buddies getting out of the service, uh, retiring at their 20-year mark or so, and they were 38, 40 years old. And I saw them after doing the elite things that we did. I mean, a military resume, you just can't beat it for the resume that we would have. But as a civilian resume, not a whole lot of need on the outside for the things that we did (laughs) then. It was hard for these guys to go out and find great employment. And I would see them starting from the bottom again. These guys that did, I watched them do phenomenal things, um, start at the bottom. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to spend 10 more years. I love this, but I'm not going to spend 10 more years of it to start at the bottom. I'm just not going to do it. So I got out at the 10-year mark, jack of trades for a couple of years. And then I got hired on the Seattle Fire Department. That was great. Loved what I did. I'm no longer there. I was there for seven and a half years. While I was a firefighter, I just kept having this feeling that there's there's something more for you. I mean, firefighting is, again, if you want to have a job, that's probably one of the best jobs you can have other than being a fighter pilot or something. I don't know, or Green Beret. There was something more. I was just looking for something more. And I think that's probably how a lot of people feel like you, like me, like a lot of people on this call. There's just something different about us. We want more out of life than just going to do the same thing every day and working a job. We want to create our own way and be responsible for our own way. And I didn't really realize what this feeling was. So I found a a rich dad, poor dad course. I saw it on TV or something and I bought it. I think a lot of people go this route and I learned that, wow, I need to be in business and I don't have a lot of money. So I need to be in real estate and I need to do that kind of real estate where you don't have to pay any money down because I've heard of that too. Let me go find that guy. And you just follow this path that led to, you know, ultimately doing my first deal in 2002. And it was a lease option deal. And I remember I sat with this homeowner and his name was Wally. Great guy. And he's like, you know what? I want to, I'm going to put my money on you, David. I like you. And let's see how this works. And next thing you know, I got a a tenant buyer and a $4,000 option payment. I'm like, wow, I've never had a, you know, a check this big from this one thing before. And that set the wheels in motion. So I started moving forward, doing a few deals here and there, doing lease options. And I soon realized that that isn't what a lot of homeowners wanted to do. I would find a few that would do that, but a lot just didn't want anything to do with, you know, lease optioning their house. And they just wanted to be done with it or sell it or whatever it was. So I thought, well, I guess I have to learn more ways to do real estate. Went back to the drawing board you know, I started researching, bought another course on how to do subject to real estate investing, where you basically just start making payments on their loan. Started doing a few of those and soon found out that, well, not everybody wants to do those kind of deals. So it was a process, right? It was a process of learning a, learning a strategy, getting a few deals, 
not getting enough deals because it was a feast or famine because I was a firefighter at the time. I would get a deal, put a tenant buyer or you know renter in or whatever the case was, make a little money. And then before you know it, I ended up you know struggling financially again because somebody's furnace would go out or we'd have to do a repair on a house. And so that, that income that we made from one deal would be spent on another deal. We didn't have consistency. What I didn't realize was the main thing missing was the amount of phone calls coming in. I didn't realize the amount of people out there that are potentially motivated sellers. I don't think anybody realizes the the mass of people that are actually motivated sellers. So when you don't realize that, you think that you have to scratch around in the dirt to find even one, and it's hard to do. Well, it just isn't. But because of that, you'll tend to go after any deal that you get because you're so happy to have somebody on the phone. So you try to make that deal work no matter what, and it ends up not being the best deal or even costing you money or, you know, or worse. You get stuck with just a terrible house. And I went through all of that stuff. So vicious cycle you know, up and down, up and down. It did this for a number of years. And then in like 2004, I had been doing this for a couple of years and I just couldn't get to that spot that I, you know, I'd go to an event or something like that. And I'd, you know, see the person up on stage talking about their lifestyle. And I'd meet a few people there that were just doing great. And I would ask myself, what's wrong with me, right? I done all this stuff in my life. Why can't I make this work? I mean, I've got to be able to make this work. I took a breath, took a step back and thought, you know what? You've been completely trained. You spent 10 years of your life figuring out how to overcome obstacles that most people don't have a clue about. Why don't you look at this the same way? So I started doing that, started looking at the, you know, that process of what's out there in the form of houses for sale and motivated sellers. And how can I find them other ways than just sending mail and putting out signs in the middle of the road that I hated to do anyway and everything that everybody else was doing? How can I do something different? And that is when and I discovered, you know, online marketing. Then that's led you to where you're at right now yep. the, as a founder of the Marketing Commando. So I think that's a good segue into what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Best advice ever, I think, is number one, know where you want to be, say in six months to a year, what you want your business to look like. Know that you can make this business work. So that's kind of the, the preemptive. You need to know that it can work and what you want it to look like. Do you want to do you want to actually do five real estate deals at the end of this year or 10 or whatever that looks like if you're first starting? And to some people that's daunting to think about that, but it's completely doable. And then find a single thing that you're going to target, whether it's doing a rentals or rehabs or wholesaling. I would recommend wholesaling if you're new. It's it's easy, it's fast. And there's the least amount of risk. And then the big thing, and there's a few few answers, but the big thing of all this is put your marketing in place because people prepare and prepare and prepare. What am I going to say to the homeowner? What am I going to do with the house? And it doesn't matter. If the phone doesn't ring, you're never going to get a chance to worry about any of that stuff. So my main biggest piece of advice is put your marketing in place, not just one thing, put two to three different things in place that you're going to do, whether it's mail or internet marketing, or, you know, whatever that is, do it consistently and do it deliberately and you will get results. There's no way to not get results when you do that. Specifically for the best ever listeners, what is the number one tactic they should implement in order to make their phone ring more often? And how do they implement it? For us, and I think for a lot of the people I talk to, it's internet marketing. The issue with that is it is a vast place of what do I do now because there's so much to do. So internet marketing is huge. Once you can get it established, 
uh, it'll bring you deal after deal after deal. So as far as internet marketing goes, and it's not easy to answer this question briefly, but internet marketing is the number one way for us to capture deals. It isn't an overnight thing, but there are ways with internet marketing or online marketing that you can get started within a week and actually have, you know, have a presence out there and have people finding you within a week. Let's talk granular about that. Can you give some specific tips on how the best ever listener can do that? Yeah. So let me preempt that with the way that I've always been taught and that most people are always taught to find motivated sellers is to go chasing them. So send them direct mail, heck, knock on their door, put out bandit signs, put out newspaper ads, you're chasing them. And I just got a thing in the mail yesterday and it frustrated me because it was a, you know, it was one of those credit thingies or whatever, go, you know, apply to our card, had my name on it and all this stuff. And it's frustrating because they, they pre-print your name inside, you know, on the paper, inside the envelope. So you can't just throw it in the recycle. Now I have to open this up, tear out my name, shred it, et cetera. It's frustrating to me. They're, they're infringing on my space. What do you think the homeowner feels like when they're getting hammered with direct mail from all kinds of people or, you know, even people knocking on their doors, they feel the same. Well, how'd you find my name? Oh, I went to the county records and dug it up. Wow. Well, that's almost an infringement on their privacy. Not really because it's legal, but that's how they feel. And I'll get to that granular part in a minute. But what the, the big flip for me was to switch that around completely. Because when I'm chasing them, they're on the defense and I have to convince them. And when they chase me, I'm in control. I'm in complete control. They are ready because they've decided to go look. And when they reach out and find me, it's perfect because they they found me online. There's already a sense of trust there because they were able to find me when searching. And then when we make contact, it's a different dynamic because I wasn't chasing them. They right. are the people that came after me. So it's a huge difference there. That's the right. biggest key. So for us, what I started with, and it's still very, very viable today, is pay-per-click. And what that is, if you do a search online for anything, you know, auto repair, you know, anything local that we go to Google and search for usually the top three results and then the results on the right side as well will be ads. And those always, you know, they, they change in look from time to time, but right now they actually have a little word there that says ads. So a lot of people don't click on those, but about 10% of searchers will literally, you can get that set up. If you have a website and mm, set up and your ads running in probably four to five days and then dial it in over the next week or two, you can actually get the phone ringing that quickly and then you can scale it from there. So pay-per-click, which is, you know, like Google AdWords, phenomenal. It's, it can bite you in the tail too, if you don't do it right. But if you, if you do it correctly, it is phenomenal and it's almost instant. What's one learning or interesting thing about pay-per-click that the best ever listeners should know, either it's surprising or uh, something that's frequently a mistake by someone who's starting or a tip that you can give them? I think one of the things people overlook, and that's the thing that you know bites them in the rear, is the keyword selection and the type of match that you use. And I'll explain what that means. When you go to the internet and you look for a restaurant or auto repair or whatever, you'll type in a specific type of keywords. You go to Google and you type in mm, Seattle auto repair or whatever you're going to type in, you know, Seattle Mexican restaurant, whatever you're looking for. Well, that's how people type when they're looking for a solution for their home as well. So sell my house fast, how to stop foreclosure in Seattle. There's hundreds of different terms that people use. The problem is, and you can find people by showing up for those searches, but the problem is match type. And what that means is when somebody within Google, you can and set it up to where your ads will show there's different and I don't want to get too technical because it can get confusing but there's different match types there's 
broad, there's phrase, and there's exact match. And what that means is I can set it up so my ad won't show, let's say you type in sell my Seattle house fast, and that is my keyword that I have set up for exact match. Well, if you type in how to sell my Seattle house fast, you won't see my ad. You have to type in that exact word, how to sell my Seattle house fast, and then my ad will show up to you. That is exact match. And there's just there's just two more. I don't want to get too technical, like I said, but phrase match, as long as the phrase is exactly that and included in anything you type in. So sell my Seattle house fast is the phrase. Now, if you as a searcher type in, I want to know how to sell my Seattle house fast, my ad will show up for you. If you type in, I want to know how to sell my Seattle house and don't include the fast, that whole phrase isn't in there, so it won't show up. That's just an example. And the, the big part there is people will mix up the match types and they'll use like broad match. If my keywords, sell my Seattle house fast, are in any arrangement within something that you type in, you might be able to type, I want to sell my friend's Seattle house fast by putting, you know, signs in the yard myself, right? Something like that. My ad can show up if it's broad match. And you can see how all of a sudden your really targeted audience is now very vague and you're getting people clicking on your ad that you have no interest in even talking to. Biggest issue I see and mistakes people make in the beginning. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> First, a quick word from our sponsor. Best ever listeners, it's 2015. And wouldn't you like to simplify the landlording process and automate it as much as possible while making more money along the way? It's a landlord's dream, right? With online rent payments, applications, and secure credit reports, Cozy makes being a landlord incredibly easy. And best of all, it's completely free. Sign up for Cozy at Cozy.co. That's C-O-Z-Y dot C-O. Best ever book. Uh, best ever book was The One Thing. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it absolutely would have been going through the uh, special forces qualification program and i learned how to dig deeper than i ever knew possible kind of it's almost like a, a new person evolved from that process of uh, that two years best ever success habit that you practice I honestly think taking time for yourself in the morning. So instead of getting up and you know digging right into your email or something like that, get up, whatever you do, make some tea or whatever and, and spend 10 or 15 minutes just sitting in, in the still, in the dark if you can, meditating if you want to call it that, whatever. But that just brings great results. Best ever deal you've done? Uh, best ever deal I did was a house that we got um, from internet marketing. And when we got there, the homeowners were actually pack rats. And that's, you know, where they just have tons of stuff in the house. They showed me a pile of letters from direct mail. Uh, we ended up buying that house, rehabbing it, and did like 128000 on that. So that was the best one. Nice one. Best ever project you're excited about right now? Project I'm excited about right now is just continuing with my helicopter flying hobby. And it's, it's just, I can escape the world and do something I'm super passionate about always wanted to do it and now I can do it as a civilian best ever quote best ever quote is from a fictitious character named Yoda <laughs> and it's do or do not there is no try there's no try and I actually I love that one I actually have that in a frame and I have it on my wall yeah I had one best ever guest he paused the interview and he turned on uh, a YouTube <laughs> video and he <laughs> we actually had we had Yoda say it that's us. awesome that's awesome. It makes sense, right? It's, it's spot it on. Does. Spot on. 
What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Uh, biggest mistake I've made in real estate, real estate is more than once. So I guess I didn't learn my lesson and that's being so needy, I guess the term is, to get a deal that I took the wrong deal um, ended up costing me a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of lost sleep, settling for the wrong deal because I was, because I quote needed it. What's the best ever place to reach you, David? Uh, best ever place to reach me. I would say go to our website. You want me to give the site? Yep. Uh, just go to the marketingcommando.com and go to the contact page and you can uh, send me, you can literally click on a button and send me a, a voice message. You can email us, you can send us a support ticket, anything from right there. David, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. You know, your story is unique in that where you came from right out of high school, joining the military and becoming a Green Beret in the Army. So first and foremost, thank you so much for your service and evolving your career and seeing that there was a challenge for people leaving the military starting over. And you didn't want to put yourself in that same situation. You know, as you mentioned, I mean, you're conditioned to be unconventional and how to be effective. And you certainly applied that to your career. Some of the takeaways I got from this conversation, in addition to just the evolution of your career and, and how that can be applied to myself and anyone else, is an internet marketing standpoint and how pay-per-click is your most effective tactic, how 10% of searchers click on those ads and how to set up the keywords and what's the difference between broad and phrase and exact match. And really also the psychology about don't chase the motivated sellers, have them come to you. That is incredible psychological shift. And once that shift takes place, then it's a whole different ball game. So thank you for being on the show and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Joe. Have a great one. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. 